0: Yes, let's. Hello, Miss Heather. Hey, Chrissy. Heather. Yes. Since the last time he was here,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've watched Too Hot to Handle. Okay. We finished up a homeschool school year pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We eased back a little bit on social distancing. hmm And he and I started a really awkward sexually charged show together. <laughs> Welcome back, Hot Brian.
1: Can we not refer to it <laughs> in those terms? it's so much more than that
0: though it is so much more than that it actually
1: i'm happy to be considered you know qualified to be a piece of meat but (laughs) i'm so much more than that
0: so much more he's deep and complex friends (laughs) so what i want to do today is uh talk through a question from each episode and then i have a surprise for you too heather
2: oh good eight surprises
0: Well, you do it to me all the time.
2: That's true. I'm not fair.
0: (laughs) You're very unfair. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So up first. Okay.
1: Number one.
0: Did you watch Too Hot to Handle?
1: I watched enough of it to know that I don't want to watch all of it.
0: So terrible. So terrible. Did you finish watching it? I watched it all. Yeah. I watched it till the end. I watched it till uh, there was actual love real what real personal growth oh come on if it, i want everyone to know that i'm doing a lot of air yeah, there's quotes there's air so. quotes happening i do feel like for the terribleness of these people right. there was growth like okay that's relative so there's that
1: at least the appearance of growth
0: yeah so somewhat. so you watched how
2: many episodes were there i don't know and you watched all the episodes of the show where they thought they were going to an island of beautiful people and it turned out that they were with beautiful people and were not allowed to have sex, right? En-
1: engage in romantic activity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, even so, alone,
1: they weren't even allowed no, to yeah, participate. Right. Oh, in, weren't even no? Nope. No, they weren't allowed to. So what? self satisfy How
0: did that end? Um, the two of them who so you lost money on the show every time that you did something you weren't supposed to do. Um, okay, and the two who lost the most money claimed that they were still dating at the end and that they were going oh. to move across the world for one another.
2: Well, gosh, I'm looking forward to the reunion show. Yeah, I'm sure that
0: it'll happen. It was really <laughs> something. All right. Next up. Number two. Um, Andrew Como says you always have to say you like the boyfriend. Do you agree with daughters? You always have to say you like the boyfriend? No. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: All right.
0: No. Oh, wait. Now, let, now, hold on, though. He
2: has grown children and you are still a um
0: amateur parent
1: i openly openly disliked my daughter my oldest daughter's first boyfriend
0: do you think that it drew her more to him well to rebel against um, dad
1: the to a certain extent there is that fear Mm -hmm. but uh and when it was new i was not aggressively opposed because that same that very thing I don't want to push her into his arms so to speak even though they are you know squeaky little 13-year-old arms mm-hmm. um I, but uh, but yeah as soon as the first um uh crack in the foundation oh, of right. their relationship yeah. was exposed Exploit by her that. oh i got in there and drove a wedge right. and just let her have it with both barrels of what a tool this kid was yeah but uh, but yeah i you know i was I wouldn't say you have to like him or say you like him. I was neutral um, for the purposes of most public conversations. You know, there's there's an appropriate and and stereotypical level of dad um, not liking the boyfriend because the, the no nobody's good enough for my sweetie and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I was I was neutral and I was hopeful enough to give him a chance. But then, as soon as she let me know that there was trouble in paradise, I was like, "Well, let me tell you what I think about that pudgy little turd." He's well. Got- I
0: think that when a breakup happens, then the parent is always getting to be like, "Yeah, yeah, that was that wasn't good, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. We don't like that one." Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, so the theory was that you you must always um, say you like the boyfriend um, because if you don't, and I think that being neutral is still liking the boyfriend because Tolerating. It, it has the same outcome which is avoiding natural defiance syndrome. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Is, so, that a, is that a thing, NDS?
0: Uh I think that that's what, Governor that's what Cuomo the, uh, made that Andrew, uh, Andrew como made up. Yeah. yeah, that that's where it came from. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All so, right.
1: Okay. Well, I trust Governor Cuomo with many is this the right? Is that the right? We Cuomo? don't know.
0: We talked about it, too. We don't Andrew. know. Andrew. Yeah,
2: Andrew is the governor. Yes. And Chris is the. Chris Cuomo Chris is, is the, the CNN guy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andrew's Andrew is and the Chris. governor. And their last name is
1: Cuomo. 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 The, Cuomo. Let's keep saying
2: it. I like it.
1: <laughs> Cuomo. 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 estas. Um Do you. OK. I don't want to bring up an Andrew Cuomo question, but it's.
2: Why not? You already did.
1: Well. Do you think he has his nipples pierced? Have you seen? Oh God, I have no. Have idea. you seen the picture of him that's floating around? That I don't looks see like he's, why he
0: wouldn't. He seems cool.
1: He's wearing he can do a do whatever um, he wants. He's wearing like a, a New York Department of Emergency Management like uh-huh. a fishing shirt, like a right. nylon kind of mm-hmm. Columbia type long sleeve shirt. Yeah. And he's leaned back and like pointing to something, and uh. like clear as day through his shirt, it looks like he's got a barbell through a nipple. No, no. You know, he does.
0: I think that'd be super. I
2: call those nipple shirts. Because every time I see a man wearing one of those shirts, I can see his nipples through his shirt and it's just he's wearing a nipple shirt. Those like a running shirt, like a mm-hmm. like a tech shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but you I
1: let a man refer to that once as a nipple shirt on a woman <laughs> and just see what happens. <laughs> All
2: right. Speaking of nipple shirts, Chrissy, <laughs> a nipple that's shirt. a nice
1: nipple shirt you're wearing <laughs> Thank today. You. Thank
2: it's you. only only on men. Men show right. up wearing one of those shirts and it and you can see their nipples, it's a nipple shirt.
1: There you go. And they're not judged for exposing their nipples, but women are somehow judged if they expose Mm -hmm. their nipples, which is totally unfair. Yeah. I
2: did love freedom Free the nipples Free the nipples. I did love where um, I saw a thing where pictures of women, of topless women, um, like breastfeeding women, not like sexually topless, (laughs) like breastfeeding women whose nipples were scandalously exposed. And so um, the photographer um, covered them up. With male nipples.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Because male nipples That's are okay right. to see. Because male nipples are fine. They're yeah, all over the place. Fine That's fine. fine.
2: But women's nipples, you can't see. So yeah. cover them up. It's a
1: good idea. Have you seen the uh, the women's one-piece bathing suits yes. that are oh. photographic renderings of hairy, yes. fat-chested mm-hmm. m- men? Yeah. Those are yeah. hysterical. Yeah. Now we're way off topic. Go okay. ahead. Now,
0: num- number three. Number three.
1: Number three.
0: In episode three, Hot and Leather, Heather and I discussed the porn that we had received as a result of our new look. And you weighed in via off-air conversation with me, and we talked about it a little bit. But what are your thoughts on this, especially through the lens of like being a dad with a with girls who are entering like social media and the way that they can be approached on social media by horrible human beings?
1: Um, what are my thoughts on the fact that that's a possibility? I find what, it disgusting. What,
0: how do you how do you teach your do- like how do you talk to your daughters about that? My daughter had a lot of questions when we were getting things. She's yeah. like, "Hmm,
1: yeah." Uh, I think you do. Do they have get a ton to... of
0: request? I'm sure that your pretty little girls get tons of yeah, re- re- yeah, requests to follow. Yeah,
1: yeah, she does, and they do. And um, my oldest, uh, she has. I will say that I have lost perfect awareness of her social media reach Mm -hmm. because I see her on Instagram and she's got like more followers on Instagram than I do. Mm -hmm. And I look at most of these kids and it's like dance kids and this and that and so it's, you know, but uh, mixed in there, there could be a dangerous kid and Mm you just never know. So for me... Or there could be
2: somebody who's pretending to be a kid. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Oh, God.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so for me, it's less so about there's a certain level of trust that goes and I think that every kid is different. So my 11-year-old is I predict my 11-year-old girl is going to be my challenge. Mm -hmm. My 14-year-old's fairly compliant, got a really good head on her shoulders, and I trust that she would not um, participate in overtly dangerous activity if it was proposed to her. Right. Doesn't mean she's immune to receiving those kinds of questions or propositions or whatnot. My 11-year-old, I worry, would go along with it more. Uh, So I feel like I have to have a slightly tighter reins Mm -hmm. on my 11-year-old. But – How do you handle it? I just communication. I mean, and you've got to be I feel like a lot of dads are stereotypically disconnected from females in general, let alone their own daughters. Um, And I've really made that a point to always ask the awkward questions and always just kind of expect that those conversations are going to happen. It's like uh, talking about the weather. Um, you know, my daughter tells me or back when it was, you know, back when it was happening now, it's mostly all those cats are out of the bag. But like when when this friend or that friend got their period or when this friend or that friend got their first boyfriend and who kissed who. And I just Mm -hmm. expected to be a part of those conversations Mm -hmm. because it's relevant for not the period part, but like, (laughs) you know, their romantic involvements Mm -hmm. and things like that. Those are things that as a dad, I never want to be unplugged from. Right. So I didn't, I never made it an option yeah. to leave me out of those conversations.
2: I wonder if you, do you know whether or not, or do you sense whether or not, your daughters um, have an, a level of acceptance about the reality that women are going to receive unsolicited sexual information from men? and that that's just part of being a woman? Or do you think that they would receive something and be outraged? How, like, why do you think it's, an appro- it's appropriate to send this to us?
1: I don't think that they have the uh, brain matter developed to differentiate social norms at this point. So they probably don't know that it may be considered different coming from a, a man to a woman versus a woman to a man. Um, all they know is... Well, I, I would never claim that. I should retract that statement immediately. But they know what I have told them about what to expect. I've told I've told my daughters from the time that the first boy was referred to as cute that boys are generally pretty gross. You're <laughs> you you've got this device that takes you know high definition pictures right. and video, and um, people are going to ask you. To send pictures. Right. And you may be tempted to ask someone to send pictures of you. And you may be in a situation where if someone makes a mistake and an embarrassing picture is taken, you might receive an embarrassing picture of someone else that you didn't even ask for, just as the way things tend to spread. So be on the lookout. And and I've told them that.
2: And as recently happened in our community um, just a couple of weeks ago, pictures and videos and sound bites – from various sources can be compiled together into create a video that looks yeah. like this is something that happened and can present you in a incriminating light. Yeah. And then get circulated. They airdrop it to the whole school and so it lands on everybody's phone and now they have a video that looks like you doing something. Yeah. And there's that's terrifying. I know it is. That
0: is absolutely terrible. It really
2: is. And it's like you you feel like you have to start teaching your kids at such a young age. Uh, have no trace.
1: Have you seen the <laughs> um, there's a Netflix show. Leave no evidence. There's a mm-hmm. there's a Netflix show. Oh, I'm gonna get the number wrong, but it might be is it 13 reasons why. Oh, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So and that show is a good say what you will about the appropriateness of the material for kids. But it is a they did a good job in a dramatic fashion of identifying the way that one picture in the mm-hmm. wrong context mm-hmm. can very easily be sent to a thousand other people uh-huh. and change the way you are perceived for yep. not forever, but for it, the period of time in which it's relevant to that group of people.
2: Right. And it feels like it's their entire life. Right. At that moment. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they've been coached on what not to do and and what and, and this and that and. Uh, you know my my daughter went to the beach with a friend um they have a condo and they're we've got social distancing buddies and so um they they went to this condo in uh, a a beach town nearby we'll say and uh and she a group of boys teenage boys you know, approached them out somewhere on a boardwalk or on a beach or who knows where they were and started talking and, and you know, they exchanged contact information, which at that age is, you know, Instagram yeah, names right. or Snapchat yeah. names or whatever. Yeah. And, um, and these are brand new kids fresh on the scene. I don't know them. They live right. somewhere in Georgia and I'll never meet these kids, Right. but they, mm-hmm. you know, and so, right. You're rolling your eyes. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, please, please tell me like, you know, they would, they, they haven't asked you for any pictures or anything. No, mm-hmm. they haven't. Okay. You know, and I just like
0: that expectation though, that you ask something like that, you know, that you're not ask. just like, oh, Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Like I am. Got to be in the mix. You got to be in it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
1: Stick your foot in that situation. Yeah. Because uh-huh. that's your territory. Like as a parent. Uh, yeah. As, as, as You're a You're the grown up here. Right, you like, have
0: to control the situation.
1: I, it's not only that you. Ha- I am a. I am legally responsible. Right. And if I am. <laughs> if I am aware and I take no action, right. then I'm complicit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever be in a situation where I knew something and turned a blind eye. And I didn't ask the awkward question and I didn't put Mm -hmm. my 14 year old daughter in an uncomfortable position Mm -hmm. because, you know, because it felt comfortable at the time. And then that led to disaster because I I never want to unwind that spool of yarn and realize that I could have grabbed the end of it before it got out of control. If I had just had one more awkward conversation at the dinner table.
0: Right. All right.
1: Number four.
0: Uh, This one, actually, Heather, this was from just the tip, and you had a question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this goes
2: right, right, kind of into that. Um, Okay. So, did you listen to the episode?
1: Ask me the question.
2: (laughs) 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 So, we were talking about a variety of things. And then the question was um, when you go, when you are out on a date, who pays for the date? Oh. And,. I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate because there's so many different ways that we talked about this, but one of the conversations that I had with a friend was um, in the in the realm of teenagers dating, and they go out on a date, and so like pretty much their parents are supplying them their money. Sure. So um, as a mother of a teenage boy, I'm making sure he has enough money to pay for the date. Yeah. And and I expect that he would pay for the date because mm-hmm. if he has invited on a, a somebody on a date mm-hmm. then he is saying i want to take you to this experience and then this, yep. he's gonna pay for the date yep well so my friend who is the mother of a teenage daughter said oh yep. no 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 he does not she pays for herself yeah he can offer and yep. she will decline
1: okay she can decline i think it's uh this is this would go to this is two points this is how i would raise my son i have a son And how I would raise my daughter to react to someone I hope would talk to them like my son would talk to them. Um, And I think the same is true for adults, too. You know, if if I am always prepared to pay for a date, and while I'm sitting there, again, the king of awkward conversations, (laughs) I'll say, hey, I said, I would love to treat you to dinner tonight, but uh, uh, how do you want to handle the check? I'm happy to cover it. That was my plan. How do you want to handle the check? And at that point, if she says... Well, let's just go Dutch. No problem. Right. Because I don't want to put her in a position where she feels like she owes me something for the That's where the conversation came from. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So in the same sense with my daughter, look, my son, let's start with my son. I would coach him, buddy, you're going out to dinner to Chick-fil-A or wherever you're going to take your first date. Who knows what you're <laughs> going to do? Here's enough money to cover you and she. Offer. Right. Don't insist. Don't insist. Um, and uh, if she accepts, you know, she owes you nothing. Right, you, you know, you you are you are paying for her meal as a kind gesture, and, and um,
2: as the host of the evening, right?
1: And but that that you get nothing as a there's as a,
0: no exchange. Right. What if what <laughs> if the girl asked your son out? Do you still t- Have your yeah? I think so. too. Same. Yeah, uh-huh. I think so. I think, I think so. I too. And I have
1: been I've been on dates, um, where we go Dutch. I've been on dates where she pays the check and I'm just, I don't get caught up in it. And I don't think it's a point. Like if we're at dinner and um, like uh, as ha- has, ha- has happened on occasion, I excuse myself to the men's room and I come back and, uh, and the, the waiter is picking up the check and walking away with her credit card. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, you should have let me, Oh no, it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know? And, and I think that that's a, that's a sign of a, of a, cool girl, first of all, that would do that and not, you know, demand that the man pay all the time. It's 2020 equal rights and all that stuff. Right. But, um, but, you know, in a traditional first date scenario, I'm, of course, going to offer to pay.
2: Yeah. And I'm going to
1: borderline. I won't insist, but, you know, I asked you out and you took a risk (laughs) by being here. So at least you should get a free meal out of it. Right. (laughs) And if you accept, I'm happy. I don't judge you because you accept me covering the check. And if you insist on going Dutch, then I'm not going to assume that means the date went poorly either. Right. Um, so, yeah. I,
2: I've, I've heard so many different perspectives since that show. Um, and, and I've changed my mind on a few different points of it because as I've heard more people with different experiences share their, their thoughts, um, I'm really, really glad that I never have to go on another date in my life. <laughs> yeah. And I think that...
1: Um, <laughs> And I think that adults are different than teenagers, too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think that, you know, my daughter on her first date, you know, that's there's there's a level of innocence there. Uh, you know, no one's going back to her place or his place. Right. You know, Mom and dad are going to come pick you up most likely. <laughs> yeah. and so, right.
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, um but it goes back to the previous conversation about, you know, the conversations about, mm-hmm. you know, just because he paid for your dinner at right. Osaka doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you have to send him a bikini picture, right. or, you know, right. tomorrow when, right. you, you know. So it, it's not an exchange. Yeah. Like that's, you said.
2: That's what we were getting It's a courtesy. That's what we were getting at. You know, mm-hmm.
1: the, the the paying for the meal is a, a courteous gesture. Yeah.
0: Um, I told Heather that I feel like it's easier for... The female like the females seem to have all the control in the situation. Like Heather's like, What happens when you go out on a date? And I'm like, it's totally up to me whether I pay anything or pay nothing. Like like and I I swap all the time. I'm like, I'll either sometimes I'll get it, sometimes I'll let them get it, sometimes I'll split it, you know. Like but it You get the I option. get the choice and the option and I don't think that a guy does necessarily. A guy has to come prepared to pay no matter what the situation is. I if think The so girl so. asked him if it, it's just it just kind of seems to yeah. be that way, you know?
1: It's probably true. Yeah. I mean, is that fair? I don't know. That's a whole different kind yeah, of I don't ball know. of wax, yeah. but who knows? Fair
0: different not. ball of wax. All right, on episode 5, that show was about manners. And I wondered actually to both of you, I took a different spin on it. Number 5. How do you view um, swearing, cursing in the land of matters? And I'm probably going to end up doing a whole show on this at some point. Well, okay, well so clarify your so, question. How do I, I T- like when you're with people, like in a workplace, or when you're with people in a setting and they um, have a colorful mm-hmm. vocabulary, do you view that as rude? Do you view that as. Uh, I enjoy listening to the way that people use speech and language
2: and the way they express themselves. So I, I don't really consider it to be rude. I just consider it to be part of them. Um, but I know that when I use what I consider to be. Bad language or mm-hmm. like cursing or whatever mm-hmm. i I feel inauthentic like that's not really part of my vernacular that's not really how I speak mm-hmm. um, and it never feel like if something should if I, if I should ha- say something that I would consider to be rude or profane that comes out I'm surprised and I don't feel like that's really my my true self.
0: you feel like you tailor it to your audience maybe probably absolutely, like less in front of a grandma. And,
2: You know, sometimes it More depends. More than me. No, I mean, even, <laughs> even, even with you, you know, who you, you have a coarser tongue than me.
1: will be good. Hang on. With-
2: <laughs> I don't find that I match my my choice of words with yours, but I don't consider it to be rude if somebody else does. I just think it's interesting because I enjoy hearing how people express themselves in the words that that they use i think is really fun to to observe
1: yeah Uh, i tend to i i don't want to be to our previous conversation in the previous episode about comedy right i feel like um i feel if i can make you laugh without profanity then maybe i'm a bit more intellectual in my approach and if I can tell a good story without profanity and I mm-hmm. still get a good reaction or if I convey the experience in a way that's sort of visceral for to my audience, then maybe I'm a better storyteller. Right. Um, but sometimes you're just in the moment and you drop the hammer on your foot and you say shit. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, yeah. Um, but uh, I I try not to be the cursing guy, but I find myself sometimes cursing. I, I, I do... It's a part of my regular vernacular
2: amongst certain
1: groups of friends.
2: Okay. I say it more in my head than I do out loud, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And sometimes when I – like if I I tell a story, I'm always sort of armchair quarterbacking myself. And so if I'm in a social situation and uh, I have had a a couple of cocktails, for example, and I tell a story and I drop like two or three good like F-bombs in the story (laughs) – you know, and usually in describing a reaction, I said, "What the," mm, you know, and uh-huh. this and that. Um, and then, like, I, I replay the scenario later, and I try to think, "Am I the only one that cursed <laughs> in the last like hour?" And if I am, then I'm like, "Oh, I gotta to tone that down a little bit." So I'm aware. Yeah. I, I'm not like reckless with my profanity. Now, I have been. <laughs> Recklessly I, profane. I, I have. Oh, there are. That's a
0: I, good band name. Yeah. Recklessly profanity. Reckless, reckless
1: profanity. Profane. Reckless profanity mm-hmm. um, band name. Um, But yes, so I have been on a date in a, a fairly classy, brunchy type of restaurant in another city. And uh, seating was tables against a wall, so one seat oh, yeah. was mm-hmm. a bench, like, yeah. and you're mm-hmm. sort of stacked next to yeah, that, yeah, and the yeah. other seat across from the table was chairs. Uh-huh. So, you, But you're sitting fairly close to the, the table next to you. It's a bunch of two-tops. Right. If you've never been a server, a two-top is a table for two people. <laughs> um, and so my date, <laughs> my date was sitting on the bench. I it again. My date was sitting on the bench, two feet away, we'll say, three feet max from a grandma type you know in her 70s uh-huh. and she was telling me a story and she just got into it and she was passionately telling a story and mother effer this and I told oh them my- to this and that and and I was getting embarrassed <laughs> because oh like God. if I can hear you then I know grandma can hear you right and I don't judge grandma but I just assume that grandma might not like to hear the f word while she's cutting into her eggs benny <laughs> and um, and so I was like I said something to her later and I said you were cursing awful loud at brunch. <laughs> oh, was I? I didn't even notice. Yeah, you were like "mf" for this and the, and, and, and the, the "s" word and the "f" word and all this. And um, yeah, yeah, you like being a little bit more self-aware. <laughs> I think that self-awareness is a, a sexy yeah. characteristic. Mm-hmm. And if and if you are, you know,
2: I a friend once posted one of those quizzes on Facebook where she was like. What's what's one thing that you know for sure about me? And before I could even stop myself from typing, I wrote, you really like the F word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's something I know about you. Yeah, that's what I know about you.
1: I like the F word. It's it's Samuel L. Jackson. Know, his favorite curse word because it's so versatile. I
0: like language. And I don't feel that we have just decided this word is bad it's just a word i yeah. mean it's like we just have decided that this one is defined you know as Special for you know this occasion, but I like language and I love watching a movie with the most colorful. Like they've put together a oh, string yeah. of things in a new way that you're like, <laughs> I didn't even know that you could do that. And I I enjoy listening to that.
1: There's creative ways to use it, yes. and there's cheap ways to use it. Right? And I think that um, I think
0: creative I, is always beats cheap. Yeah. Read mm-hmm.
1: read Shakespeare and some well, of his yeah. you know the mm-hmm. way that like you know old authors used to. Turn a phrase mm-hmm. to just eviscerate someone, yeah. or tell an mm-hmm. extraordinarily colorful story, you know, without reducing it to this effing guy and, and, and this yeah. mf'er, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we got to move on. We got to oh, move okay. on. Okay. I know, I know, I know. But there's so much. Number six. <laughs> number, Shit. six. Man, number six. Number <laughs> six. <laughs>
1: number six.
0: So on number six, we talked about the new show, not quite therapy. Mm-hmm. Brian, how do you think that's going?
1: Interestingly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it. You know, I. I sort of. Um, it's a. It's amazing to me. And I had this thought on the way over here. Y- you do the yeoman's work of prep. You come up with the questions, Chrissy, and you. Uh, you. You sort of. You know, keep the thing going because you've done this more than I have, and so I'm just sort of here, playing <laughs> ping pong. I, you, know, you. You. So you smack a ball in my direction, and I smack it back, and we. We talk, but I'm not doing a ton of prep work, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing to me how quickly I have become comfortable uh, with the vision of myself as the "quote unquote" the talent, because I just you know sort of show up and do my thing. I I riff a little bit. We talk for forty minutes, have a cocktail, and bingo, bango, Uh, we have a show. So um, yeah, you're welcome, Brian. You're freaking welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's it's interesting.
0: I can't wait for Heather to be a guest on it. And actually, um, when we were recording how to do life a week ago mm-hmm. John came in and said hey Chrissy your blanket is folded up in my office and I said oh yeah I need to go get that because Brian made it all sticky and I need to wash it and Heather said um what happens on <laughs> like, this what show what happens on this show <laughs> and, and then John was like I have it all on video <laughs> it was so funny I'm like yeah gross, gross but funny yeah so oh, tune in to find out why yes I can't wait. <laughs> All right, uh, episode seven,
1: number seven.
0: Do you return your shopping carts? Why or why not?
1: Yes, because it is the right thing to do, and to not do so uh, illustrates a complete lack of humanity.
2: You did listen.
1: I did listen. <laughs> it's not exactly true. I read the he same. The I same read the story. same meme yeah. that you did about yeah. self governance. Right. I could I not agree more. Yeah. I could not agree more. If um. but for the most dire of situations, will I leave a cart sitting in the little quadrangle between parking spaces? If I mean, there's just no, I will just a
0: real asshole. If you do that, I I just don't
1: get it. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. Mm
0: -hmm. I've done it. I think
1: it's, I've done it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I've done it.
2: I'm not proud of it. It's no, not, it's not the it, it's not the
0: way it should be done. Yeah,
1: yesterday, but I have
2: done
0: it. yesterday, Heather. I did the like from the other side of the parking lot, pushed the, it in, whip it as hard as you can, and see if you can line it up. Oh, it's so satisfying! It's yeah. So satisfying. All right, episode eight, number eight. We talked about some YouTube boys who fooled Carol Baskin into an interview. I saw that by pretending to be Jimmy Fallon. Yep. And so we ta- We also talked about, like, my fake internet deception via Marco Polo, which yep. you were a part of. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: both of you were tearful, active part. Tearful phone call from this one. <laughs> oh, my one. God. They're oh. trying to kidnap my son. I was, I was oh. getting
2: the text message versions of that.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I got a text message version of it, too, and I said, Chrissy, I can tell the tone, I can't read tone of voice and text very often, but I could tell from Chrissy's tone of text that she was on the verge of tears. Oh, and no. I called her up, and it was, oh, 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 oh. I, mean, I said, yeah, yeah, so talk to me. What's going on? Okay, no, you don't worry about that. No, you don't worry about that. Here's the scenario. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be freaking out too, too much, but I would call them and see what they said.
0: I think that your words to me were, maybe you could try calming the fuck down.
1: I, I probably said something wrong.
0: You know, it, it actually helped. It made me laugh, and it was good. Yeah. And I did calm calm down, and I did learn that it was honestly my mistake. And I don't want to talk about that anymore, so let's move on. Okay. All right, so episode nine. Right. Um, mm-hmm. For our listeners, we're going to give them a look behind the curtain, because actually, due to some scheduling stuff, <laughs> we are doing nine and ten out of order. We are yeah. here recording ten. And in, in a few minutes, we'll record nine. So I can't ask Brian a question from number nine because number nine is still a secret to me at this time. It's true. But Heather has a different important okay. question that she wants Brian to weigh in on.
2: Now, this question has nothing to do with no, episode number nine. Okay. Completely unrelated. Um, but I asked what I was trying to know.
0: say. I don't think I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Butcher. That's how this happens. You say a bunch of words, and then I say a short amount of words.
1: <laughs> Can you be present for our show, too? <laughs>
0: your role on our show you do a good job of condensing my stuff into
1: stop talking okay listen (laughs) let's let her condense here's
2: my question okay here's my question scenario is Uh a couple gets engaged Uh uh-huh one person gives the other person an engagement ring Uh uh-huh the relationship then breaks up whose ring is it yeah is it a gift or should you give it back
1: i didn't get mine back
2: What do you think it should be? And the reason, I'll give you some backup for this question. I went on Facebook and I asked about the dating question. Uh And then one of my friends who did not want to um, post on my page for whatever reason, he messaged me and he was like, I think blah, 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 blah. Gave me all of his background on, you know, his opinions on that. And then he said, same for engagement rings. If the engagement has broken off, you should return the ring.
1: No, no, because, uh, you know, if uh, I, I consider the ring to be a gift, I feel like it is a very consequential gift. I feel like it's a very emotionally charged gift sometimes. Uh, but in essence, it's, it's a also gift. a
0: very expensive gift. Yeah. But um, some people, what do they say for these poor boys? Like it's three months salary. Or, and that's
1: a And that's, ch- and that's like a cheap Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. um
0: Okay, wait. I'm looking this back up
2: in my message to see what he actually said, because I think I may have said, um, I may have misquoted him.
0: Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, he says. I can tell you that I gave my ex-husband his ring back because it was a family heirloom. It was his grandmother's.
1: Okay, mine was a family heirloom too. Didn't get it back.
0: (gasps) That's not cool. It was
1: my dead grandmother's diamond. No. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that. The ring itself, the setting was something we bought at a, I bought at a jewelry yeah, store child, locally, yeah. but the diamond itself was yeah. a family situation and I didn't get it back and I didn't ask because I feel like it's, it's sort of, I, I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe I'm dumb, but I, I feel tell like you that asking I, is you, tacky.
0: Well, asking you know is what? tacky. And, and she who? probably pawned it. She probably just went And, and yeah. you know what? And it's worth so little. Like when you take jewelry into oh, like, I mean, it's. Yeah. Like yeah. a, a diamond that you spent $10,000 on, they'll give you maybe 1,000 bucks if you're lucky. Yeah,
1: I I would keep the diamond and do something different with it and sell the platinum yeah. setting for its mm-hmm. weight and get a, you know, right. get a couple hundred bucks out of bucks. it. Yeah. Um but it's it's the it's the thought. Now, if I give, okay. So if my hypothetical fiance at some point bought me a watch as a gift.
0: Yeah, they'd never ask for that back. They
1: would never ask for it mm-hmm. back. No. So how is a ring any different? Well, here's understand. what my
2: friend said. He says, "Any all other jewelry gifts are yours. That's a gift to keep. But if she ends the engagement, she should give the ring back. If she's if the ender, she ends the relationship, I, I think she th- should give the ring back.
1: I think that's a totally reasonable expectation.
2: But you never ask for but it. But asking
1: for it would be tacky. Yeah. And this is the, this comes down to like how were you raised, and are you the kind of person that would have that thought? That right. I wow. He gave me this." And my answer was yes, I promise. And then I broke it off. So I should probably give this back. That's a that's a reasonable mm-hmm. expectation. That's an adult, yeah. response. That's an adult mm-hmm. response. But um, it comes down to how you were raised and mm-hmm. whether or not you're a tacky individual. I think my my mm-hmm. grandmother, um, the and worst thing. And if he did thing, something
0: bad, because if he cheated on you and so you ended it, I'd be like, Psh, screw you! I'm keeping this stuff. I hope that your grandmother is haunting that girl. I hope so too.
1: I that I don't know. <laughs> I would never wish a haunting on anybody. Um, oh,
2: I would. If it's oh, terrible, I, if, if, if I mean, I, love I, I I would say mild haunting. I mean, not like, just like terrorizing. A joke here and yeah, there. you yeah. know,
0: just like some moving some stuff around, light, flat
1: tire, or a dead yeah. battery. I'll take it. Seriously, Onto away, Grandma. I'll
0: take it. All right. Let's move on to number 10. Number 10 is for Heather, because 10 okay. would be the one that goes with this show, right? All right. I'm ready for my question. Number 10. It's not really a question. It's I'm giving you an opportunity to speak on something that Brian and I are totally done talking about. We're just going to give you your, your chance. Oh, not um, this. Is it, wait. Is it the last? Is it? Oh. It's, so Ugh. it's what you were really jealous that Not Quite <laughs> Therapy had a topic. And you were disappointed and when I told you he didn't want to talk about it, you're like, I do. (laughs) I've thought about it a lot and I have a lot of things to say. And so I'm just gonna give you your own soapbox for a second. Is there a time time limit? Yeah, let's give her let's give her like thirty seconds. Ask all your questions. Okay, one minute. You want, okay, one minute. Well, here's the okay. thing. Okay, so <laughs> can I reveal? This is totally a gift to you. Because like I said, we're freaking done with this. <laughs> well, okay.
2: So I there's no way that I can express all of my thoughts about that topic in one minute. Okay. Um, can I reveal what the topic is? You may. Okay, so I've actually done a little bit of Googling because when I heard uh. about this... Uh. No, I, I didn't look at anything. Um, when I heard about the topic, I wondered whether it was the same... Um, people that I had read about before who were conjoined twins who shared a torso and like reproductive organs mm-hmm. and so you have all of the natural questions that people want to know and I don't know whether the, the the story that you saw and which generated your conversation was the same sisters that I read about but they have a reality show Mm-hmm. okay so it's the same ones so yeah, I have all the same questions that, that y'all had, and I think that they're totally fair questions, and I'm curious to know, like, I was listening to you guys record some of your show, and I felt like those were really valid questions, and I'm curious to listen to what you guys had to say about it.
0: Well, but you'll what- have to tune in. It. We did have some things to say about it. We asked some questions. One and- thing that I
2: noticed that, that had nothing to do with like the their like romantic lives or anything like that was um, they are now teachers, hmm. but they get one salary.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. We could do a whole different show How? on
1: that. Is that possible? They if there are two They're
0: people, each,
2: they co-teach, they co-teach. Like, they, they I'm sorry, I how many
1: social security numbers do they have?
2: I don't think that's fair because one, they, there are two minds at work.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had another
2: question. Two people, they should get, they should each get paid.
1: Mm-hmm. If, if they sh- share a torso. And, and sister one is married and sister two is not. And sister two uses the shared torso to to date and uh, 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 you know, uh, have sexual person? adventures. Uh-huh. Is sister one cheating?
0: Ooh. Mm. Yeah, we didn't go
2: there. Did they share? Let's they just... don't share a soul. They don't share a that's... soul.
1: Okay. Well, now you're you're, well, you're, now you're declaring the existence of a soul. Okay, so well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I,
0: I start with a consciousness
1: a consciousness I yes, think yes, that oh, cheating my behavior analyst
0: friends won't like this well, okay. well <sighs> let's go let's go oh gosh it's too big okay so it's too big, <laughs> it's too
2: that's, big.
1: that's what she said <laughs> that's
0: what she said
2: it's, we're too close to the end of the show to start a whole new conversation <laughs> yes okay okay go well say I, the would, thing. I would think that okay if I was a conjoined twin uh-huh and I had a, con- a sister uh-huh and we shared a, a, a lower body and I was married. I would feel grossed out by my body being used for her romance. And I think she would probably feel uncomfortable with her body being used with my relationship. Would her
1: central nervous system I don't know. benefit uh, you know, orgasmically Ew, I don't know. from the actions yes. of your husband?
0: Oh, God. See? Yeah. I, I think,
1: think you would I,
2: have to find a very special want- man who would be...
1: I don't think that this type of relationship is is I don't is know. intended yeah. by.
2: Well, you know, Oof. yeah, I, Oof. The, whew, wow,
1: yeah, Lots going on? That was
2: more than a minute.
0: There's I, a lot. To there's say. a lot. There's a lot. Do I you just, just want? Do you want this to be? Do you want this to be our lead-in topic when you come guest on Not Quite Therapy too? Like, will just, we'll just keep talking about this forever. <laughs> oh, we'll be over it by then. It's we'll be over a completely it by then.
1: Unsettling topic.
0: Yeah, it is. It well, because really there's just so many ways that it could go, but. Yeah. I can't believe that you didn't want to talk about it. And honestly, when I told Heather, I was like, Brian doesn't want to do this. She's like, Brian's no fun. Like, I, I've got this. <laughs> I was like, good, because I want to talk about it. But my next text to you was, oh, I got him talking about it. No, yeah. it's pretty fun.
1: <laughs> there's so many. It's just it, it
0: there's so a lot. Directions. Yeah. All right. So that was our 10. That was our top 10 things. That was fun. Uh, I want to tell everybody, thank you for being here. Thank you for recapping. If you missed any of the fun, go back and re-listen or listen for the first time to the first nine of the season. Tune in next week for Not Quite Therapy. Well, Heather will be the guest. And uh, we'll have Brian back here on how to do life again for episode 20.
1: Does your audience uh, l- like me? I have avoided all exposure. We have no to. idea. We okay. don't. We, we, we don't
0: know. We try to leave it. We don't make know their if, own decisions. We don't know if they like us.
1: Well, <laughs> one would assume if they listen more they than listen, once.
0: Yeah, we we do they have, like you. You know, I will say we had our first listener in Japan this week. Fun, yeah. So we've already broken France. We've already broken Ireland. Yes. Now we're busting into Japan. Yeah. yeah. It was probably so. you. It was you, Brian. <laughs> I haven't been to Japan. No, she's saying they wanted. To oh, they liked me. Yeah. They're they listening because they of knew. me. Yeah. There oh, we yeah. go. If,
1: they, if you get a repeat listener in Japan, then I'll take credit.
0: Okay. All right. We'll let you know. But
1: you know, one random lonely sailor. In Tokyo, it doesn't all it takes constitute. is one.
0: That's how you start a movement. Which I've been trying to get Heather to watch that damn video for <laughs> since, since I episode met you. one. Since episode one, yeah. How to start a movement. All right, everybody. Until next time, we're gonna get out of here. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> Producer John, do I, things. I'm
0: like is he in there? There sure
2: he is. <laughs> don't forget to tell them where to find us. Yeah. Tell us what you learned. We're on all the things. For those of you looking to increase your dosage,
1: connect with Chrissy and Heather on Facebook and Instagram and tell us how you do life. Visit ChrissyandHeather.com. That's with a C-H-R-Y-S-S-Y. Like, share, and subscribe and tell everyone you know. Until next time.